Noah. The Bible tells us that after the murder of Cain by his brother Abel, that Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begot a son to his own image and likeness, and called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he begot Seth were eight hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the time that Adam lived came to nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. It's very significant that we understand that Adam lived for such a long time and that he complied with Almighty God's command to increase and multiply and that he begot many sons and many daughters and that the history of Revelation concerns how God transmitted that relation through particular descendants of Adam and that henceforth the history of salvation passes through the line of Seth. We are told that Cain, having gone into a state of being a nomad, did in fact eventually settle down and married and established the first city. And he called this city after his son Enoch. We might consider it perhaps significant that the first city was established by the first murderer, and that the progress of civilization is not necessarily a, uh, always uh, a progress in moral goodness and moral perfection. Many years passed, perhaps 1,500 is the usual calculation, until we reach the time of Noah. And the Bible tells us here that God, seeing the wickedness of men, was great upon the earth, and that all the thought of their heart was bent upon evil at all times. It repented him that he had made man on the earth. And being touched inwardly with sorrow, he said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, from man even to beasts, from the creeping thing even to the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace before the Lord. And these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just and perfect man in his generations. He walked with God. And he begot three sons, Sam, Cham, and Japheth. And the earth was corrupted before God and was filled with iniquity. God therefore resolves to destroy mankind, with the exception of Noah, who it seems is the only just man. He, together with his wife and together with his sons and their wives, he decides that he will save from the impending catastrophe, which he reveals to Noah will be in the form of a flood. God's patience never, however, is completely exhausted. When we children and we hear the story of Noah, it seems a very dramatic event, which no doubt it was. But we imagine it no doubt also as a very speedy event, that God lost patience and immediately resolved upon the destruction of mankind. 
However, the Bible does not describe it exactly thus. Noah is told well in advance of the impending catastrophe. Probably something like 120 years in advance of the event. God commands him to build an ark. An ark in which he is to enter with the creatures of the earth, seven pairs of clean and one pair of unclean animals and creatures of all the earth. God gives specific instructions about how the ark is to be constructed. And he tells Noah that it is to be built of wood and it is to be 300 cubits long by 50 cubits wide and 30 high. This is an enormous structure. It is in fact 450 feet long by 70 feet wide and 45 feet high. We are not told that Noah engaged a team to build the ark. It seems that he built it with his sons and therefore it was an enormous work and a work which would have taken years. However, we mustn't forget that Noah had much time to build this ark. We are told that he lived for 950 years. And therefore, once again, we see God's patience with mankind. Noah here is the witness to God's justice. He's also the witness to God's faith, the faith which God requires from us. Because we can see how being alone, being the only just man apparently, in a world which was exceedingly wicked, that it was necessary for him to have great trust and great confidence in Almighty God. And also to believe that what Almighty God had said would come to pass would in fact happen. And also that he would be saved when the deluge occurred. Well, every child knows the story. How, eventually, the ark was finished, the animals went into the ark, Noah, with his sons and his his daughters-in-law, and with his wife, entered the ark, the rain fell from heaven, and the world was completely submerged, and that all mankind, apart from Noah and his family, perished. Eventually, the waters subsided. And Noah came out of the ark. And coming out of the ark, he built an altar to the Lord. And taking of all cattle and fowls that were clean, offered holocausts upon the altar. And the Lord smelled the sweet savour and said, I will no more curse the earth for the sake of man. For the imagination and thought of man's heart are prone to evil from his youth. Therefore I will no more destroy every living soul as I have done. All the days of the earth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, night and day, shall not cease. And God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said to them, Increase and multiply and fill the earth. And let the fear and dread of you be upon all the beasts of the earth, and upon all the fowls of the air, and all that move upon the earth, and all the fishes of the sea are delivered unto your hand. And everything that moveth and liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herbs 
have I delivered them all to you, saving that flesh with blood you shall not eat. Whatsoever shall shed man's blood, his blood shall be shed, for man was made to the image of God. But increase you and multiply and go upon the earth and fill it. These words are already familiar to us and they echo the words which Almighty God spoke to Adam. For indeed, Noah represents a new Adam, a new start in the world's history. And God promises Noah that he will no longer destroy the world by flood, but established a bow in the clouds in a perpetual memory of this promise. Noah not only represents the new Adam, the new beginning, but the church loves to see in him Noah the just man, the only just man on the earth, the man through whom the human race was saved, the man who was reconciling uh, the human race to God by the sacrifice which he offered when he came out of the ark. Because remember, in the days of Noah, God had not yet established a priesthood. And Noah, being the chief of the human race, was also the high priest, so to speak, of the human race. He saves mankind in the ark. The ark which is a symbol of the church, whereby we who are members of that church are saved from the floods of sin. In all these things the church sees in Noah a symbol of our blessed Lord. And again another unfolding of God's revelation and promise of his Messiah who is to come. <laughs>